0: we are lolligagging sports i am bo reed along with samantha Button and matthew irby samantha i'm kicking us off with one of the songs from the best soundtrack like of all time it's kind of mood i'd
1: agree hard agree <laughs> yes yep that may be the best soundtrack of all time.
0: I think it is. I, I think it is. Even the sequel wasn't bad. The Top Gun 2 soundtrack wasn't terrible either.
1: I'm not familiar with that. I'll to look into it. But huge fan of the Top Gun soundtrack. Not just the Kenny Loggins numbers, although those are good. Those are good. There's a, there's a lot of good stuff in there.
0: <laughs> yes, there is. So how are things in New York, Samantha? How
1: are things going? Are you asking for me or the Yankees? We're, we're going
0: to we're, we're, we're get into that, uh, the, the <laughs> mainly because it's the only piece of news we have from the Winter Meetings after three and a half days. Uh, we'll get into that, but no, you personally, how is New York for you?
1: I'm good. I'm good. I won the draft lottery, so mm. I'm good. Yeah, you did.
0: You did. Congratulations on that. Thank you. That's, 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 that's nice and amazing. Irby, how about you? How are things going in Texas?
2: I great. Everything is wonderful. I, you know, it's a big weekend up ahead. I know Samantha's been been tracking this as well, but it's a race weekend for me and the uh, the eldest son. So, oh, it's going to be good. Yeah, he's doing. uh, This is big for him, though. He's got a five k on Saturday, and then the marathon relay on Sunday. So back to back run days. God, to be that young. (laughs)
1: <laughs> Be able to do well, and d- dad is running hurt too dad dad, dad is no yeah. injury but is gonna race anyway
0: so my goodness a 5k follow man i don't know how he does it i don't know how anybody does it i don't care how young you are <laughs> all right anyone does that i would struggle with one of them but both back to back like that i yeah mm, i don't know I, I think my legs would revolt
2: Hey, that's okay, but that's runners, that's runners, runners can, it's, it's, honestly, I'm not, I'm not concerned, he'll be fine, but yeah, thank you, Smith, the healing is going well, the, the, the ankle sprain is getting better, I've been doing my best to stay off it, I've got some kinesiology tape, that'll, that'll help me get through the finish line. Oh, that,
0: (laughs) that's the injury that's still lingering, okay, okay, this is the one you, you were asking me about last week.
2: Yes, 41-year-old 40, Matthew continues to play basketball with 20-year-olds, and he rolls his ankles, yeah. Oh, that, 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 that'll happen. Um. Yeah, I, I have to throw that out there. It's like, don't feel bad for me. It's my own fault. I did make the shot, though, when I rolled the well, ankle. I didn't make the putback shot. So.
0: Well, that's what matters. You, you made the yeah, shot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's worth whatever bodily injury that you will have, especially if it's a game-winning shot, right? It doesn't matter if you hurt everything. It's all good
2: <laughs> yeah all right yes yeah, so i'm in the same boat yeah no samantha congrats on that on the number one pick super excited for you guys Yeah. But what cleveland's had five number twos but never never the number one so this is,
1: yeah. this is exciting we have never picked first feels colossally unfair in some ways since they were not close to what used to be <laughs> number one Pick eligibility. Um, 50 to 1 odds, I think, on yes. this. Yes. And, 50 to uh, one. The, I'm a little worried about it only because you're like, well, we never have any luck. I hope I didn't just use all my luck on this because I would like that redacted if that is the case. <laughs> I would like to spend it on something else. <laughs> so, no, it's, so. hey,
2: not number one, but Rangers moved up big time last year, and it, and it paid off well. So. That's true. Sending that mojo. Sending that mojo.
0: Yeah, that's true. It did, in fact, work out pretty well for the Rangers. All right. Well, we're going to get into the draft lottery and the, and the winner meetings, such as they are, a little bit later in this show. But first, we've got football on in two different leagues. we got the college football playoff, and we're going to talk a little NFL. But, Samantha, let's start with the college football playoff. I am curious what your take is on... Florida State being left out while Alabama is number four. That seems to be the big bugaboo that everyone's talking about. So what are your thoughts there?
1: Well, I mean, generally speaking, I mean, if you, did they get it right? No, they didn't. Of course they didn't. Because to me, there's two ways to do it. You either need to do it right or you need to do it fair. So if you want to do it right, you take the four best teams, which would not include Florida State such as they are currently constituted. If you want to do it fairly, you go in, you take the undefeated conference champions from the power five conferences. And then if you don't have four of them, you go down the list, you take whoever has one loss, you go by strength of schedule. So you can do it right or you can do it fair. They chose to do neither of those things. And my my personal beef is is really less about Florida State being left out and Alabama being put in than Washington, you guys. Like, come on. Come on. Like, this is ridiculous. I don't believe for a second that they belong there. But, you know, me, I, I think if you want to see the best football, you're you're probably taking two SEC teams and two Big Ten teams. The only exception may be being Texas, Florida State, before Travis got hurt. Sure. But, you know, we're, we're trying to get the best guy. But my big concern was really I don't care if they got the four right. because I don't care. This is the last year of this. Right, doesn't matter right. to me. Yeah. My team was not in the mix. This is the last year. What I was looking for was, did they get the 12 right? So, the 4, they're going into the playoff, and then the 8, they will play the New Year's goals, because that is presumably who would be the 12 playoff teams. And I'm happy to say that I think they did get that right. I mean, you can quibble about Liberty and the 12 spot. Okay, uh-huh. You know, sure, sure. that's probably going to happen every year. But generally speaking, I think they got it right. This is very upsetting to a lot of people in Oklahoma who don't really understand how Bulls work, as I have learned this week. But, you know, and and they they did get hosed a little bit, not at the expense of Penn State or Ole Miss, like they seem to think. But, um, you know, that was my big concern. Did they get the 12 right? And I think they did. So we can just throw this one away. It's the last year in the garbage system. Michigan's probably going to win and it's going to get vacated. So who cares anyway? I'm good. I'm ready for next year.
0: (laughs) Irby, I don't know about you, but when I saw Samantha tweeting about Oklahoma fans, I was like, ooh. Someone just had an introduction.
1: <laughs> I, the, these people, oh my gosh. It was just like I can't it's like uh, now I feel like it's like Nebraska, it's not a real school. Like this can't be a real school. <laughs> Do they have a school there? It's like Nebraska, which I think is just a construct that hosts a football team. I don't I've never met anyone who went there. I don't believe that it is a real school. I'm just putting it out there right now. <laughs> All right.
0: Oh man! All right, Irby. What what about you? What are your
2: initial thoughts here on the on the uh,
0: the playoff this
2: year? Um, I mean, great way to end it. Like this is this is like the BCS before it, and this committee, which, um, I I I don't know. I mean, there's exhaustion. I I agree a lot of what Samantha said. You know, you could have you could have done what you've you've always done, and that puts Florida State in there because you've never. Not had a power five undefeated team, so didn't do that. Instead, you know, I mean, this this feels like what was it, twenty fourteen, when TCU and Baylor, you know, nixed each other out. I know they were one lost teams, but it was like it was two deserving teams. Well, instead, of the two of them will put this in, and um, not shocked at all that they did the Alabama. and And I love the the, the justification of um, they can't even or not the justification they can't even get their own. Justification, right? Because it was the um, well, we're doing. You know, we be SEC. You know, we believe Alabama is the better team. Okay, so you're doing. So you're doing what you think is the best four, and you have Florida State at five, Georgia at six. Like even your own logic, you couldn't get right. Like in that situation, no, Georgia's better than you than Florida State. Mm-hmm. So right, it's wrong, better than Alabama
1: too. Yeah.
2: Well, yeah, that, that that too. Yeah, I mean, that's the. It's like I know this is. Uh, you know, Samantha and I were talking a lot during this about you know we 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 miss the the wonderful coach Mike Leach who had figured all this out before all these guys for decades even before and you know it's sad that it took so long to get here and and, and yeah the twelve is right we got the twelve right awesome great you know I mean it's it is the only league from as coach Leach coach Leach would say you know from e league Rex softball all the way up through every freaking sport out there, we finally get this. I mean, my gosh, even, even the PGA figured it out. And they and they went to more of a playoff format, too, before. You know, it was literally Division One football is the last thing that finally figured out how to do this. And, and so it gets better. Um, I mean, yeah, two, we, forever we were two, and we went to four, and that did improve things, which is great, but. You know, four is not enough. It never was enough. It was never, you know. And unfortunately, this is how it ends—a um, a, a horrible ending, terrible ending. But that's, you know, what the committee deserved. The crazy thing about it is, is yeah, I mean, my gosh, if Georgia doesn't lose that game, um, are we doing the same thing here? It's like, is, is Texas in over Florida State, or would you just would they have, because you had the easy chicken out? of like, all right, well, we got the four undefeated. Boom, there we go. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, whatever, it's, it's over with, we move on, we move forward, you know, fair, I, I, I love how many people say that to me and say, well, this isn't fair,
1: <laughs> when the hell
2: has this ever been fair? Yeah, he's Right, yeah. There was never a moment in mm-hmm. college football was fairness a consideration. For a while, the, the, the betterment of student-athletes was a consideration, but that's no longer the case. This is, this is about lining pockets. Mm-hmm. Is, is as easy as possible, but whatever, it's 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 happening. We've got our four teams. Uh, we've actually got some really good games, um, even though Michigan, no, they you know they're hating that, <laughs> but um, but yeah, but, uh, Smith, you know, the twelve is right. Um, the Liberty in there for SMU wasn't a big fan of that, but whatever. Uh, but I do love that the smaller conferences down there will get more of the teams. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Yeah, here we go. It's, it's. I don't know. It's almost over with. But we got two good games ahead of us and potentially a third, a national championship that should be entertaining. Um, and then also an orange bowl of who gives a crap? Florida State, Georgia. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, watch
0: those coaches the next day. Uh, I forget which network they were on, but they were they were interviewing both of them, and, and both of them just looked pissed off to be talking about being in the Orange Bowl. You know, I remember back when the Orange Bowl used to be awesome, like, like oh man, we're going to the Orange Bowl. Not now, because it's not you know it's not a it's not a playoff site, it's
2: but a consolation game.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know it is, but you know the, it's, I, think, I think what bugs me.
2: Yeah, you're
0: sitting there and you're saying that you can't afford to stay in because their quarterback got hurt. Which I do think that's a legitimate argument to be made. I mean, the whole the whole flaw in this system is we have a we have a committee that's picking four teams as opposed to what their performance on the field dictating which four teams are in. That's where we're at with this, but. While I do think that that is a that is a, a, an argument you could make that Florida State losing their quarterback means that that you know you really can't put them in. I don't put Alabama in ahead of them. I would rather watch that Florida State defense go to war than anything Alabama's bringing to the table. But we're not going to see that now we're, we'll, we'll see it in the Orange Bowl maybe if they show up and play. but I, I think you would you would you pay attention to one key player? The quarterback position is the key player. I'm not saying it's not, but when you pay attention to that, Samantha, and that's what you're that's what you're focusing on, you make a mistake like this because it's it's there's another fifty one, whatever the roster size is in college football. I actually don't know. <laughs> it's a 50, 51, 52, whatever, whatever that is. You still have that team that went undefeated, and to leave them out, it just it it's. I understand all these different X factors and all these different you know things you're looking at. It still doesn't feel right.
1: Well, I mean, I think it's part of the problem is they've never des- defined whether the goal of this was to have the four best teams or the four teams that deserve to be there. Because that's a different question, right? And everybody always feels slighted when they deserved to be there. And that's the situation with Florida State. They absolutely deserve to go. But did we ever actually define as criteria that deservingness outweighed well, how good of a show are you going to put on? Uh We never defined that conveniently because, of course, we didn't. So that's part of the problem. But my big issue with leaving Florida State off is we have precedent for this. right? This happened with Ohio State. They were down to their third-string quarterback, and look how that turned out when Cardale Jones took over Uh for them. So it kind of wipes out any excuse of saying, well, your quarterback's hurt and we think you can't give us a good game, like – And I don't know, it's college kids, and, like, I'm not sure I make that big of a distinction. It's not like it's high school or something like that. But, like, doesn't there have to be some reward for putting together a good regular season and the fact that you really do deserve to be there? And, I mean, as you've pointed out, yes, the quarterback, that's why it's all, all the attention's on it. But, like, let's say the best player on one of these teams was, I don't know, a pass rusher. You would never leave that team off the docket if that pass rusher got hurt. So yep. it just feels kind of crummy, you know. If especially Iowa's because quarterback a-
2: got hurt, nothing would change.
1: <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Which is probably why we're not always stop. <laughs> I oh well, R.I.P. R- R- um, Big Ten West. Um, I but yeah, I just think. I don't know, man. I mean, we, we've seen somebody. We already saw someone do it. So how are you going to say, well, they can't do it, so we can't put them in, like, you know, even if we're avoiding the argument of deserving this. Like, we saw someone overcome this already and win a national title. So, like, that's a pretty crappy thing to do to Florida State. And as was pointed out in something I retweeted earlier this week, I'm really angry that somebody made me feel bad for Florida State. That is a bad state to be in. I don't like it. also i don't care because my team's out of it i'm just i'm getting ready for the 12 when when i will two will be included in all of this so i really don't care i'm just sitting here like chaos gobbling (laughs) like i'm gonna watch you all eat each other alive this is great (laughs) (laughs) all
0: right Erb, anything else you want to add here before we get into some nfl stuff
2: well, yeah, I'm doing the opposite as, as a as a diehard Longhorn fan. I'm also kind of keeping my head down, like yeah, we're in. So I'm just gonna shut up. I'm doing the same thing. January first. <laughs> I'm not saying a word.
0: I'm not. I'm not <laughs> tweeting about it. I'm not. I'm just yeah. I'm like, uh, you know what? I'm just gonna wait, and then maybe maybe all the backlash will be directed yeah. elsewhere. <laughs> Come game time, you know, I'm in the same boat. <laughs> Oh boy! All right, Samantha. How about you? you anything else you want to add here?
1: No, but I did notice the Texas fans were really quiet, which I think is smart. You know, <laughs> it's like, no, man, I'm yes. just going to stay out of this unless you guys destroy each other. Just going to stay out of the way. Like, I mean, in a way, like, like I keep saying, I don't care. Like, I mean, this po- this podcast. Doesn't, is happy with how this turned out, right? Yeah. Because, like, you guys got in, and, like, my team wasn't really part of that. I just wanted to make sure we were in that 12, because that's what would sort of set the tone for next year. Like, man, I don't care. Like, sorry, Florida State. I'm going to cry a lot of tears for you. Like, bummer, man. Like, we're good. <laughs> we're good. L- Lollygagging is fine. This
2: yeah. Def- definitely doing the, what is it, the Homer Simpson meme where he just disappears into the head. Yeah. 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 See y'all January 1st. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy.
0: All right. Uh, let's move on to uh, the the NFL, which, I mean, from what I've told been told is the professional ranks, but sometimes I just don't know. St- <laughs> <laughs> is it really? Because <laughs> college football seems like it might be. Uh, Samantha, this is too good of a story to pass up. So let's talk about Zach Wilson and the Jets, because what I find very interesting here. Everyone in the world knows that Zach Wilson should not be starting this football game on Sunday. Everyone knows that. Even Zach Wilson, who has said he doesn't think it's the right move for him to be starting this game. And what do the Jets do? They're going to start Zach Wilson. The guy is literally telling you that he shouldn't start, and they're starting him anyway. This is is the Jets. This is why they lose. It's not bad luck. It's not a curse. It's bad decision-making.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, this is, you have to look in the mirror and be like, I did this. I did this. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, Aaron Rodgers got hurt. That was unfortunate. This, like, you are 100% in control of this, and you chose to do it anyway, and I just, you guys, I'm so out on Robert Sala. Like, I just, the comments on this, it's just like, can you imagine, like, and this, this happens a lot in football, and I hate it, because... When somebody does this in the NFL, it's that, you know, it's he's our quarterback until he's not. And then we're all just going to pretend that that never happened. And then when he becomes the quarterback again, it's like, oh, yeah, no. I mean, Salah literally said this was our plan all along, which we all know is a lie. He just stood right there and said it. And nobody did anything about it. Like I'm longing for the like ridiculous accountability that is required in baseball where like if you, a manager, were to say, well, we're going to give him about 25 percent of the playing time in this platoon at the beginning of the season. And you got halfway through the season and somebody was like, well, we did the math and it turns out he's only getting 17 percent of the playing time. Yeah, and he's performing well. Explain yourself. Mm-hmm. And that manager would have to sit there and explain himself. Mm -hmm. Like, we don't have that kind of accountability in the NFL because everybody just hides behind, if you're a coach, I'm God, and if you're a player, oh, I'm too fragile, I can't talk to the media, oh, the media will twist right, it's absolutely ridiculous, (laughs) but yeah, this is a Jets problem, this is a Robert Sala problem, they did this to themselves, I feel bad for Zach Wilson, who I now hope sleeps with Robert Sala's mom, because (laughs) this is the new revenge, right, and like, this is ridiculous, like, I feel bad for him. And, you know, Aaron Rodgers is on the Pat McAfee show, like, trashing them, which, like, I mean, I hate saying this, but he's right. Like, he should never be doing this. And if I were them, I would want to sever all ties with him because, like, I cannot believe this guy thinks that he should go on and criticize his own team while he is out with an injury. Like, just unbelievable. But he's also not wrong. That's the thing. Like, Aaron Rodgers is wrong about a lot of things, but Mm -hmm. he's not wrong about this. He should never have said it publicly, but he is not wrong. Well, I mean...
0: When you share that many opinions about that many subjects, you're going to get right every there and then. True. It
1: now, it? True. <laughs> I mean, if you just always pick the most combative, like, <laughs> shit-stirring opinion, every once in a while, it's going to be right. Like, Yeah. <laughs> so, congratulations, Aaron Rodgers. <sighs> Wins the week <laughs> to the Jets. Man, what a man. mess.
0: Man, is Zach Wilson a free agent? Like, is this? Well,
1: I mean, it'll be. He's gonna turn. They'll turn out. They're not gonna pick up a fifth-year option. So, okay, so yeah, he's gonna go somewhere. You say that, it, <laughs> but it's the Jets. <laughs> it's also true. I, true. true. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can see it playing out this
0: way. You know, Zach Wilson has a horrible game. Had a horrible close to the season. Threatens to sue the Jets for 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 jeopardizing his free agency status. So the Jets, in in response, pick up the fifth option. There there is a path to this, and it, it's so like exactly sucks.
1: the kind of like legal insanity that the NFL would get into.
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Herbie, How about you? What do you what do you have here for uh, for Zach Wilson starting this week with the Jets?
2: I. Uh, I mean, sure, why not? Like, I, I'm, I'm the same, you know, I've, I've never been a big Zach Wilson fan. I called this bust, you know, back when we, we, we were talking about this draft year. It's just, This is not a good pick. It's not a good, you know, you just see all the different things about him. These are red flags, and everybody has a red flag, but when the red flags have red flags, that's, a, that's an issue. And, and so none of this is that surprising. But, yeah, at the same time, I, you know, it's just kind of being put into a terrible spot and it's going to backfire horribly like i yeah i know this is this is not wise it doesn't make sense there's there's plenty plenty of players out there that you can go pick up uh and throw in this situation and zach needs i but he's fired up so you know hey that's what we're hearing right he's fired up like okay well that doesn't mean he's gonna do i know this is but this is jets this is The Padres of the NFL.
0: Maybe he was just fired up on fireball. It is cold up there.
2: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Oh, boy. All right, Samantha, anything else here on, 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 on Zach Wilson and the Jets before we move on?
1: No, it's like Florida State, man. I feel bad for Zach
0: Wilson now. Thanks a lot, everybody. Yeah, God. You know, that that, was kind of like the running joke is like, how dare you make me feel bad for Florida State? I feel like that applies to Zach Wilson, too. Like, how dare you make me feel bad for this guy?
1: It is. I mean, I'm I weirdly am less offended by Zach Wilson than I am before. Florida <laughs> State I don't even dislike Florida State. I just think it's a ridiculous thing to feel sorry for. You know, but like, I, just, I don't know, man. I wanted Zach Wilson to be just good enough to stick around and now they're going to ruin his life. They've already ruined his life, but it's the Jets. I mean, this is, this is what they do. It's what, it's they, what they, do. they do. It's just
0: it. Okay. All right. Uh, so let's flip, let, let's flip the script here. Uh, so I think it was made very clear. Sunday afternoon and Sunday evening as, as as the game went on. I think it was made pretty damn clear who the best team in the NFC is. And that's of course the San Francisco 49ers. Arguably, and I mean I'm I mean, I'm not even sure it's an argument at this point, the best team in football. But let's let's flip it over to the AFC because the AFC has gotten rather interesting, right? You know the the Chiefs have not lost four. You've got the Dolphins with what a three-game lead in the AFC East. Um that looks like it's going to be wrapped up soon. And you got the Ravens with a, a, a two-game lead in the North, if, if if I remember correctly on those. right? So, But who's the best here? Samantha, let, let's start with you. Who, who do you think is the top team in the AFC?
1: Well, can I start by saying that I'm not completely convinced that San Francisco is the best team in the AFC? Sure. I, they, they probably are. But, like, I'm not out yet on Philadelphia and Dallas. I mean, I'm kind of out on Dallas because Mike McCarthy will Mike McCarthy something. (laughs) But, like, uh, Mike McCarthy aside, like, I'm not out on Philly and Dallas at all. Like, right now, yeah, San Francisco looks the best. I'm not convinced that they are overall the best team in the NFC. They probably are. They're probably the best team in the NFL. Mm -hmm. But I'm not 100% willing to say that yet. Okay. As far as the AFC goes, it's definitely not the Chiefs. Like, definitely not. Like, I'm not even sure I would put them third at this point. Mm. So I think we're down to the Dolphins and the Ravens. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's they're tough to evaluate because they're such different teams. Like, the Ravens are, like, the most boring hang in the world. Like, it is the <laughs> most boring thing to watch. And the Dolphins are, like, the most interesting thing to watch. So it's a little tough. I don't particularly like either one, so I have no bias here. I'm not fond of either of these teams. Um for very different reasons, although I do really like Mike McDaniel, so I, I would like to see him do well, but um, I don't know, I see I, the Dolphins are the shinier object,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but I'm not sure, I think they're like the technically better team of the two, but we have another problem, which is that Baltimore has like a playoff choker problem right, right. and Miami's mm-hmm. kind of an unknown in that way, at least as they're currently constituted so like, does that make a difference then, like does it really even matter who the best team is, maybe not You know, it may not, not, but it's it's not the chiefs. I will will put that out there. It is absolutely not the chiefs.
0: All right, Irby, same question to you. Who who do you think the top team is in the AFC?
2: Oh, you're not going to let me talk about the Niners? (laughs) You know what? I
0: mean, sure you can. Samantha (laughs) did. Um, it's 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 only fair. (laughs) <laughs> um, we're not at, we're not at risk of going too long on the show tonight. So or this week. So yeah, go ahead. Uh, go ahead. Sick your chest hey, out. No,
2: I, I just I am. I, I I man. I I think my highlight of that was is, boy. That 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 Philly crowd cleared out quick. <laughs> Ooh man, did they clear out of that stadium fast? Mm,
0: yeah, yeah. Starting with the security guard.
2: Yeah. Ooh, there we go. <laughs> but uh. AFC ah oh, league okay so I'm not convinced on either of those teams. I, I agree with somebody where you say dolphins Ravens it is it is those two um, it's, as much as my horribleness from a few years ago wants to go Jaguars here they come like no but that Trevor Lawrence injury still hurts my ankle um, yeah Ravens like like this okay no let me do dolphins first dolphins first so so with with Miami. Sure, this is a team that can put up seventy points, and usually we say that in a in a you know metaphorical reason, but they actually did. But this is a team that struggles against good teams, and you know, I mean, I, they got beat up by the Bills this year. They got beat up by the Eagles this year. Um, they, and I know they lost the game in Kansas City, but there was a really good game over in Germany. So it's I, I need to see them beat somebody good first. It's the only thing, and unfortunately, we don't have that until. Uh, was it Christmas Eve when they play the Cowboys? Um, they'll get that again, and 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 they do have a nice little run there at the end, getting them Baltimore still on their schedule, and they've got to play Buffalo again. So, it's a great tune-up for Miami, who will be a playoff team. You know that that's what's going to bode really well for Miami. Is this is a playoff team? They will make the postseason, uh-huh. and they will have three games against playoff-worthy opponents uh, going into the end of the or as the regular season ends, as we go into the postseason. So, great way to go in to January football that uh-huh. way. But uh-huh. Baltimore, okay, so the Ravens, like, doesn't this, like, it ends up being Baltimore because it's so boring, because it's just so, uh, and I and, and agree, there's the the issues they've had in the past and the postseason and being a postseason choker and all that, but, like, because it's boring, because it's just, eh, like, it's going to end up being Baltimore, right? <laughs> like, this is what happens This is a Baltimore Ravens team that does this. They just hang around. It's like the St. Louis Cardinals. They just hang around and they're always there. So I don't know. I I haven't. I will admit I have not watched as many Ravens games this season as maybe I should have or whatnot. But I' very intrigued to see what this team can do. Uh, they've got some wonderful matches as well. I mentioned the Miami. They've still got. A, they play the Forty Nine ers on Christmas. Uh, what is it Christmas night? Oh wow! And, yeah. Open up your presents. Eat a lot of food, and then Christmas night we get to watch Niners Ravens. So that could be an interesting... Entertaining game there.
0: For some reason, I thought that was this week. <laughs> I knew well, no, no. I- Niners have got Seahawks. I, really- d- I knew that game was coming. I just, for some reason, thought it was this week.
2: No. Soon enough. Soon, we'll enough. soon enough. But, but yeah, I, I it's down to Baltimore and Miami for me because I 100% agree. Kansas City, no. Kansas City will make the postseason. Kansas City will win a playoff game, but they will not go deep. Like, this feels like the <laughs> – the Aaron Rodgers-led Green Bay Packers, where it's like, look at the points they can put up. Yeah, but they haven't done it against anything good. And, man, there's some major issues out there in mm-hmm. Kansas City. Well, then teams are figuring out. You just If you slow down Taylor Swift's boyfriend, there's nothing they can do. That's <laughs> <laughs> fair. No, I absolutely agree
0: with both of you. Um, it's, it's definitely not any, any team from the AFC South. Uh, it's it's not the Chiefs. Uh, I do think it's Dolphins. Ravens. What, what I find interesting about these two, their wards are it's almost like their wards are the same, Samantha, because they get both offensively put up points very quickly, very quickly. They they can score points and do it fast. They got a defense that at times will look lights out. You can't get anything on them. And then at other times they blow big second half leads. Like, like it's 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 I it's just weird that they both seem to have the same flaws. And it makes me wonder if they do meet. Let, let's say this this we, we just take this all the way down, and they end up meeting in that AFC Championship game, be it in Miami or Baltimore. That's what it's going to come down to: is which one has which one has their flaws show up that day, and that's going to be the one that loses. Like so, it's almost like they're one A and one B because of that.
1: Yeah, and I think, you know, I mean, you know, Irvi, you said they play each other before the end of the regular season, but I don't know, unless somebody just destroys somebody in that, I don't know that that really tells us anything, right? You know, if somebody beats somebody by a margin of, like, let's say less than 10 points, I'm not super convinced that that is a repeatable result. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> particularly with what you're saying, though, you know, if you're saying you have a lot of the same strengths and a lot of the same weaknesses, then it's football, so remember, there's some luck involved Some of it will come down to who's healthy and who's not. So I don't know that we can necessarily look at that game and say, okay, well, this is how it's going to go a second time. And we talk a lot on the show about how hard it is to beat somebody three times when you face someone in your own division in the postseason. But I also think we don't learn a lot, especially this year. The NFL's chaos, right? Like, teams just lose ridiculous games they shouldn't lose. So, like, who knows if that means anything at all about who will go on to be the better team and also what are the odds they even meet at the end of all of (laughs) this, like, Right. I mean, when when is that gone how, how we thought it would go? Like, certainly not most of the time. So we'll see, I guess. I mean, it's boring. It's, it's incredibly boring. Yourself. So I hope that's not what we get. But, you know, I, I agree with you. I don't think we're going to know, really, um, until they meet each other there. And it's probably going to come down to who executes better because you have, they're not similar in any way in terms of their approach. But you're right. They are similar in terms of what are their strengths and what are their weaknesses. So that, I guess that'll give us something to watch, because otherwise I'm super bored by the AFC championship already.
0: I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I, I kind of want to see Tua against Lamar in the playoffs. I, I kind of want to see this. Because, right? I, one, I think Tua is actually he's done a fantastic job making strides and becoming a really legitimate, good quarterback of this. League. Lamar Jackson was already there, right? So I, I just think that would be an interesting little matchup you know, between those two come playoff time.
1: Oh, sure. I mean, they're not particularly similar. Um, but, you know, it's, it's nice to see Tua, who, mm-hmm. you know, granted, is probably not as good as he looks. He just has Tyree Hill and uh, some good play calling. That does but, help. But, you know, <laughs> but poor Tua has been, I think, unfairly blind in the past. So um, it, it's nice to see him doing well and, and performing well in his own right, um, regardless of how much help he's getting from the people around him. I mean, say that for Lamar, right? He doesn't have <laughs> assistance mm-hmm. <laughs> from the people around him. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting. I like to, you know, being a lefty, I like to see a left-handed quarterback. Sure. They're, they're, we are we are a rare breed. We are common in baseball, but we are rare in football. I, I don't believe I have seen one get that far since, uh, there's got to be somebody since Steve Young, right? Didn't Mark Brunel get himself there at some point? I mean, there's been a lefty here and there. But uh, I like to see him. I don't know. I don't know that we're claiming Mark Brunel, though. Is true. I'm not really claiming Mark Brunel, so we're going right from Steve Young to to, to uh, apparently Brunel. Uh, <laughs> memorable only because he was left-handed.
0: Ah. Yes, yeah, so I had that really like incredibly surprising and, and, and run to the AFC Championship game with the Jaguars. That one year. That's, that? What we're t-
1: that's what we're talking oh, about. Oh, that's what we're talking yeah, about. Oh, talking okay. About. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> except it wasn't memorable at all. was <laughs> seen... nothing memorable about Mark Brunel except for, that he was left-handed. For some reason, I thought you guys were talking
0: about a Super Bowl. I was like, he never played a Super Bowl. What are you... <laughs>
1: Where are we at? AFC <laughs> hey, hey, okay.
0: Championship game, yeah. Okay. I
1: missed that one if we did. Uh, <laughs> so did I.
0: I just slept through that one. <laughs> oh, yeah, Mike Vick. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs>
1: We don't talk about no, it. We either. don't. We do not speak of Mike Vick. We do not. <laughs> we do not speak of Mike Vick. All right, so we're going with Steve Young. <laughs> yes. We have to go. I'm sorry. We have to go all the way back to Steve Young. Yeah. Steve Young or Tua, take your pick.
0: My, my, uh, it, my Vic doesn't exist.
1: Agreed. Uh, and Mark Brunel might as well not exist because
0: <laughs> one was one has been purged and one was never there to begin with. Okay. That's,
1: yes. Yes.
2: Yeah, <laughs> All right. Uh, but Samantha, can I throw it there too? Thank you for bringing up the uh, the ridiculousness of the NFL because um, it reminded me, and I'm so mad at myself for not bringing this up Saturday. But hey, now's the perfect time. Did you know that last Saturday was our three year anniversary of this show correctly predicting football team beating the undefeated Pittsburgh Steelers?
1: How, has that been three years? I th- Oh my gosh. I three thought that was two years. years ago, but you're right. It was three years. You're right. This started with a challenge from my dad who basically said that he wanted the show content to be explained to me how a football team could possibly beat Pittsburgh. And we were like, Okay, challenge accepted, <laughs> and we did, and they did, and this is when they were a football team, and we loved them, and everything was happy and wonderful, and now they're just the stupid Commanders, and <laughs> everything sucks, and it's just so depressing, and it's the like good old days. Yeah, that, uh, that that segment
0: goes in the Irby Hall of Fame. That was that was some impressive work.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <That> was, <laughs> they actually won the freaking game. Oh, it was wonderful.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, no, it was, it was a, a beautiful. I'm going to give you actual stats that make this true. I mean, you're right. That's absolutely Irby Hall of Fame. I mean, what do I have to claim? I think my my most famous segment was the Nacho Rant about people eating nachos in ballparks. So I'm just going to go ahead and give yeah. my cat one. to Irby here. Yeah. Um, it, it, you know, but we're going to tip our cat to the person who actually did homework um, for their Hall of Fame. We can't. <laughs> well,
0: we can't call it homework if you enjoy it. I mean, come on. It's, it's at that point. It's it's it's. I don't know what you call it, but it's not homework.
1: I, as a person who likes doing homework, hobby.
0: Hobby, <laughs> there like, you go.
1: It's a person, but it's I, as a person, this is not an insult coming from a, a person who's like an academic validation girl who like misses tests and, and wishes that someone would come in and, and give her a test that she could take and would assign her homework. So, <laughs> when I say homework, I mean that positively.
0: Oh, I see. Yeah, you, that was a term of endearment. Okay, got it. Yes. <laughs> It's me and Irby, just like homework.
2: Oh. <laughs> that. Well, that's what—that's why I changed the wording. to hobby, hobby, definitely homework for many people. But hobby was, yeah, I was like, sure. You want me to? Your dad wants me to look up stats. Okay, <laughs> kids, get to bed. Hurry up. Dad's got to get to his hobby.
0: <laughs> All right, Samantha. Anything else here on these uh, on the, on the top dog in the AFC?
1: No, no, I I keep trying to come up with another team that we could throw in there just for fun. Like, well, it might be these guys. And then I go through the candidates and I'm like, nope, nope, nope. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. (laughs) Nope, Bills. Nope. Nope. Nope, (laughs) nope, nope. nope. Uh -uh. (laughs) (laughs) All right,
0: Irby,
2: how about you? Anything else you want to add here? I know it's it's the same thing. It's somebody who's going to step up, and 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 the fun thing about the postseason when we have stuff like this is there's going to be that upset that we're not looking for. Uh, somebody gets hot at the right time. Bo, you've been talking about it for a while. This Texans team, mm-hmm. you know, I'm i I'm, It's not, not a great football team, but they're probably gonna if they get in the postseason. It's not somebody you want to line up against. Nope,
0: nope. Because if they get in the postseason, that means they come in on one hell of a heater. I don't want anything to do with them. No. Nope. <laughs> I ain't touching that. So, all right. Well, um, I, I know it's easy to miss, but the winter meetings actually did happen this week, guys. Like, like I, I it, they did happen. The, the, everyone was there. Everyone was at the hotel. You, know, you, had, you had the live shows from MLB Network right there by the cool fountain pool thing that they all, they're always at. You know, like, like it did happen, but. Not a lot happened. <laughs> so <laughs> there, there were some things, but I think, Samantha, to, to sum up this winter meetings, I could do it in, in, in two different ways. One, uh, the most lucrative contract was handed out by the Baltimore Orioles, who had that on, that, on their bingo card. Uh, and two, <laughs> our first topic is the, is the draft lottery results. That should tell you all you need to know about the winter meetings this week.
1: Well, first of all, though, everyone was not there, notably absent Ross Atkins, oh. Blue Jays GM, um, right. which is important <laughs> only in the sense that, you know, he did supposedly meet with the uh, Otani camp in Eden, supposedly, allegedly, maybe, um, mm-hmm. which is like one of those where it's like, okay, I guess it's the Otani people call, and they're like, we want to meet you at this time, and you're like, dude, I'm supposed to be at the winter meetings, and, and you're like, nope, nope, you know what? I will not go to the winter meeting. I'll change my face. I, yeah, I mean, I, he eventually said he had a personal matter that he had to deal with, which might be true and might not. Either way, he did take an Otani meeting, Another person, notably not at the winter meetings, much to the consternation of many people, I can't even decide who I'm the maddest at about this, because, like, the way, the, the way Otani and his team is handling this is just kind of maybe loose. I, mean, I still love Otani, but I've lost a lot of respect, because this is ridiculous. This is ridiculous, threatening people that if you leak it, we won't sign with you, and it's just, it, it's, you're, you claim that you're insisting on privacy, but this is a public matter who you sign with is a public matter. So this is not about where you're going to live or who you spend your personal time with or what you do in your spare time or anything like that. This is about which baseball team you're going to play for and how much they're going to pay you, which is all, of course, public information. So I'm really irritated by this idea that this is meant to protect privacy because that is a load of crap. Um, It's just obnoxious. So I don't like that. At the same time, now we have people saying... (laughs) they should have to sign during the winter meetings that that's what it is right you, you should have to that's like yeah that's you can't no that is the <laughs> dumbest thing i've ever heard It's just as dumb it's probably even dumber like why why i mean yeah like i i think this is irritating that they did this I, yeah it would be wonderful if something had gotten done during the winter meetings but you can't tell people they have to but i mean for one thing how does that work like, so, okay, so you're just going to designate one guy this year that guys are trying to say he has to sign during the winter meetings. You can't say everybody has to sign during the winter meetings because, as you know, there are a limited number of days and a limited number of hours in them. And the next guy can't sign until the guy in front of him in the, you know, how bad do we want this guy scale gets signed. Like, has anyone thought through the logic on this? It's not even possible. It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. But anyway, the draft lottery. Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> so stupid. Let's get to the draft lottery. But, but first, but first, uh, uh, Samantha, I'm, I'm going to award you with a Mike Undy. Come after me! I'm yes. a man! I'm 40! Yes. gosh <laughs> Oh,
1: this one brings me so much joy. I hope you're proud of me, Mike. I tried to do you proud. <laughs>
0: All right. Now, let's... I agree with you 100% on Natani. It is absolutely absurd. But it is what You guys
2: is. say that. But, but you got to give props to the person keeping this hidden. This, these are the people that keep Godzilla hidden.
1: But they're okay. not you've keeping gotta, it hidden. They're, <laughs> not. <laughs> they're not. They're not. They're not. They're Godzilla. Know.
0: You don't know. <laughs> they, no, I, they tore poor Dave Roberts apart. Another one that I'm really offended and I to feel sorry for. They, they tore him apart, and all they did was answer a question. Did you meet with a tiny? Yes, on Friday. Everyone knew you were going to be with Otani at some point. With the, you know, the, it's the Dodgers. Like they, they've been the favorite society this whole time. So yeah, I could get mad at the people doing this.
2: <laughs> then, then if this is the case, then right now, and I'm gonna have you guys do the same for the Otani people listening. Uh, I am a member of the Houston Astros, and I met with Otani there. <laughs> now he's not in there. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, but then you have to actually utter the phrase Astros. All right. mm. Hard pass. Hard pass. All right, let's let's talk about this draft lottery. Uh, Samantha, as, as as we talked about a little bit at the top theory, the Cleveland Guardians for the first time have the top pick. And what what's interesting, they had fifty to one odds and the the team that that had the worst record, the Washington Nationals, are picking tenth.
1: <laughs> so Right. Well they were ineligible for the first pick. Oh. The the Nationals were not eligible for it. Cleveland was actually number two in all of this, but the Nationals were not eligible to receive the first pick this year, so that's why they got bombed. Oh. Um, but, yeah, 50-1 to one odds. Um, nor, nor were they there. second. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Sorry? Well, the, the Nationals also were not eligible for the second pick. They got drawn at number one and number two.
1: Right, they didn't yeah. didn't get drawn again till 10. Wow. Right, yeah. <laughs> It was, like, pretty brutal. Yeah, and then the Reds ended up with the second pick, and I think that combination was, like, 5,000 to one or something. So, yeah. that's pretty wild and bizarre. Um, but, yeah, this is exciting for us. We've never picked first ever in franchise history, which is, like, pretty weird, and in some ways, I guess, a good thing. Um, and if you have to, if you're going to pick first, this is a way to do it, right? Don't be bad enough to pick first and then get to pick first and, like, vault over teams that are worse than you. Anyway, so, I like it. Um, I like it because I won. I don't know if I'd like it if I were like the worst team in baseball and I got vaulted by a team that was like a, you know, also ran for <laughs> a division championship for most of the season. That kind of sucks. Um but I'm actually okay with the system. I under, you know, the the reason that they did this and the way that they set this up I think is probably pretty workable. And just to be clear, because a lot of people seem confused about this, they cannot trade the pick. You can only trade competitive balance picks. You cannot trade the pick. So, just wanted to say that a couple times since there seems to be a lot of confusion. Clear up another bit of business as well, which also seems to be confusing some people about the Guardians and what they will do with this pick. They actually spend overslots. In fact, they were less than $3,000 away from having a pick penalty this year, last year. So, for it's a bad day for all the Dolan's cheap people, which, you know, like, yes, we all wish they would spend more money. But, like, let's be realistic about what's really going on here. And, like, they're going to make their pick because they have to. And they are certainly going to, you know, I had mentioned I had some signability concerns about that. But what I meant by that is, like, I don't think you should be going after a high school player here. Um, not They're not going to pay the slot. <laughs> so, yikes. <laughs> Uh, well,
0: you know what I, you know what I like about it, and, and this is what this is year two, right? Of the draft lottery, I, I'm not missing a year, am I? This is year two, correct?
1: Yeah. correct. Yes,
0: yeah. I th- I think what we've seen the first two years already is. Going into these last couple of years, it, it was always the same teams picking up top. It was the same teams that did not want to go to slot or even – especially not over slot. So they weren't taking the best players available in the draft. So the best players were going down to three, four, and five in the draft. Right. right? Mm-hmm. So, So now we're, we're starting to get that change, starting to get that turnover where now teams like Cleveland – Picking one who, as you just said perfectly, they go over slot all the time. It's not going to be a signability problem. They they're going to pick the player they want. And they're going to be able to sign the player they want. It's nice. It's a nice change. It's nice to see this in the draft. And I think it's adding some juice to the top, the first five picks of the draft because now you don't have a bunch of teams saying, "Well, we're not going to sign this guy because we can't afford him."
1: Well and wouldn't yeah, exactly. I mean that's that's exactly right. And and wouldn't you rather the top, especially if we're trying to make the baseball draft more exciting, we're trying to get more eyes on this, right? Then wouldn't it be better if there was some weight attached to, you know, the first five guys, presumably that are the best five guys? I, I understand that, you know, there is some issue with taking, for example, a high school kid there because he may defect and go to college if, if he doesn't like where he's seeing, but Overall, we're much more likely under this new format to see the five best players instead of getting the, you know, Pittsburgh Pirates treatment or whatever it's going to be, you know, this particular instance where somebody, you know, or in some cases three or four somebodies in the top five Mm -hmm. basically sit there and it's like, well, you know, we're not willing to pay for that guy. So we're going to pass on that guy and that guy and that guy. So the three best players sit on the board and they take some guy because they know he'll sign some call, you know, Henry Davis. Henry Davis, <sighs> mm-hmm. <sighs> oh, oh, good. I'm, I'm glad to see the back of that.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Irby, how about you? What are, what
2: are your thoughts here on the uh, on the lottery? Oh, love it! Absolutely love this. It's it, it helps with the tanking, which is you know not as big of a concern with baseball because it's done differently than other sports. But yeah, it doesn't guarantee that you're down there, and um, I. Hundred percent agree. I mean, I'm I'm tired of. You. I mean, golly, it's funny. You, you mentioned the Pirates. I'm looking at the A's too. Like the A's in both years have actually moved their 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 draft position. The lotteries worked in the opposite of way. They've they've gotten they've drafted later than where they were initially slotted. However, with how the A's operate, they probably love that. But, oh, sweet, less money. We don't have to spend as much. Um, so, yeah, it's now granted the baseball draft is a little bit little bit more of a crapshoot sometimes when you look at things and you know I mean yeah always well, Henry Davis is the number one pick like yes technically that is true but by no means is he the best player there and um you know this past year we, we look at you know I mean there was a one two a great combination but it looks like four may end up being one of the better ones now so it is definitely all over the place. Um and this year is going to be one of those as well. I mean I think we were talking about that yesterday there's six or seven names right now of athletes who are, are considered top pick material and, and, and there's always going to be one that's going to show up during the middle of the year as well. You're like, wow, this guy's got a lot of helium and all of a sudden here. So yeah, you're going to have your options and everything. The great thing though about this and how this is working out is it rewards a team like Cleveland who can be competitive, who will be competitive again, is suddenly in a position now where, oh, you got riches that you can add immediately to. Like this isn't something where um, you're grabbing this High schooler, and maybe he'll figure it out. Or everything, you know, you have an opportunity where if Cleveland is having a good year and they are starting to open up that window again, you can grab a college player who will be ready within a year. And we look at that, and I'll use the you know our our Texas Rangers there with White Langford. You know, I mean everything the Rangers offense did and everything, and you realize oh they got the best power hitter out of the draft last year. He's on his way. He we may see him next year. And so same thing here. So yeah, super excited. Um, I mean, it's always fun to pick first overall because you literally can sit there. Like, it's a – can only imagine those draft rooms when you're there and you've got that player. You've got the ones like, yes, we like – everybody loves this pick. But if he's not available to get taken, there's nothing you can do. And unlike other sports, baseball, like you said, you can't trade up. You can't move up to go get the guy you want. You have to wait and see if it comes to you. And here's a great opportunity that Cleveland now you get – what is it, June? I mean, you've got seven, six, seven months to decide who's your guy. Who is your guy? Because no one picks before you. You got the number one pick. So excited! Hope they do well. Hope it's a, uh, you know. I mean, we were all joking about it. Uh, maybe you get the fun name, Travis Bazana, Bazana.
0: <laughs> I mean, Smith, you gotta, you gotta draft him just because of his name.
1: Yeah, it's like banana with a Z, right? I like better banana with two Zs, as it were, but yeah, no, I like it, I like it. He's also of the players who are, at least as of right now, and as already pointed out, this could change, but Mm -hmm. the players who look like they're at the top of the board right now, he's probably the one that fits the Guardians' profile the closest. I mean, it will be interesting to see if the Guardians dare to do something slightly different, um, because they have an opportunity they've never had before, and, you know, as you were pointing out, if you're a team that's in your competitive window now, I mean, the Guardians are probably the favorite to win their division next year because Minnesota's taking a step back, and, like, I'm not going to buy Detroit until I actually see it. So Cleveland, without all the injuries that they suffered this year, as much as they're still going to be kind of mediocre in terms of the whole baseball landscape, they're probably the favorite to win the division. So you're highly motivated to, within the framework of this rebuild, the Jose Ramirez contact, however you want to look at it, to get somebody who can move quickly through the system. So... You're really talking about going after sort of the top of the top and somebody who looks something close to finish, which probably means a hitter also. So, you know, our addiction to California college pitchers is probably going to have to end here. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but there are some good candidates, and I think it just depends on how far outside of their normal profile the Guardians are willing to go, whether we're talking about the type of hitter that we're looking at or just the guardians and their sort of bizarre pickiness about the types of person um, that they bring in, which to the record, I, I don't actually disagree with what they do, but it will be interesting to see if they're willing really to step a bit outside of that because they have a very unique opportunity here.
0: All right. Herb, anything else you want to add to
2: that? No, no, it's, it's the, the weirdness that I have. It's Samantha, you got to live the fun through Bo and I in the postseason run. So, I'm going to be just as excited come draft day, living through you.
1: Dude, oh, no. Who you gonna take? Who you gonna take? No. No. No, the draft is not my Super Bowl. I'm not doing that.
2: No, I'm not saying it's a Super Bowl. No, it's, that's for me.
1: I'm going to be No, no, no. You can get excited for me next year in the postseason if it's my team. No, no, no. With, I don't want the, with the guy that you draft. draft. <laughs> with the guy that was <laughs> – I think he's going to move real quick. <laughs> real quick.
0: <laughs> okay. We have to talk about this Soto trade, possible trade, not quite done yet, um, before we go. So let's dive into this. Uh, As we are recording this, the Soto to New York trade is still very likely... It's just not done yet because, and the holdup is on the Padres' side. We were told the Padres were still waiting on medicals, but but here, here's here's something. Uh, here's another piece of news. Uh, apparently, the Padres are at a baseball scout's dinner. This is according to Bob Nightingale. The Padres are at a professional baseball scout's dinner, so <laughs> it might be a while before we get final approval for this trade. It's still probably going to happen before this podcast posts. <laughs> But just so you know, we're talking about it at a time when the trade is not done. But apparently the Yankees' Samantha are sending five prospects to the Padres in exchange for Soto. One of those one of those players going to the Padres is not for Dugo, so that looks to be their outfield along with Aaron Judge. Um, what are your thoughts here? What do you think?
1: So let's start here. So the Padres had to schedule a dinner with a bunch of scouts, so that they could find someone who could read the medical reports for them. (laughs) That's what it sounds like. (laughs) On the players coming back from the Yankees because they don't know how to read a medical report, right? That's where we're at on this, just to be clear about that piece of it. (laughs) Okay, so there's that. Um, The Yankees have basically cleaned their farm system out of pitching or had it cleaned out for them. Uh, A number of pitchers in this trade, pitchers going back to Boston in the trade for Alex Verdugo, and several pitchers lost in the middle five today. So, I guess the strategy is, oh, this is the same strategy they always use. We're gonna hit ten thousand home runs, and we're pitching maybe no, no, we'll worry about it later, right? Because that's worked so well for them. It's great until everyone gets hurt. It's great. um mm-hmm. so. Yeah, I'm not sure I love this for either team, mostly because the Padres, I mean, the Yankees, do they even know what they're getting? Like The Yankees could have handed them literally anything, and I don't know if they would know the difference. So the Yankees are probably fleecing them from that perspective. From the Yankees' perspective, I guess it's like, yeah, if you can sign Soto to a long-term deal, 100%, absolutely. Of course you do it. It's probably a small price to pay. But, like, what if he doesn't like it there? What if he hates it? What if he's out there and he's like, You know, I just don't like the vibes here. I don't want to play here. There's nothing you can do. (laughs) You're just out of luck. There's a lot to give up for one year, so you better be darn sure that you're going to re-sign him, which at this point, I don't know that we have any guarantees of anything like that. I know the Yankees people always think, well, everybody wants to be a Yankee, (laughs) but guess what? Everybody doesn't want to be a Yankee, and maybe Juan Soto wants to be a Yankee. I don't know. I've never asked him, but... um, the the arrogance of thinking, well, we'll sign him, you have to be careful with that. That is not necessarily true, especially after he goes through his first slump there and he gets his first taste of the proverbial bronze cheer. <laughs> I,
0: you know, I, I did rather enjoy this random tweet I saw earlier this afternoon uh, uh, where apparently the, the the guy that actually signed Soto just happened to say, you know, just, just happened to say, happened to toss out there that Juan Soto loves New York.
1: Mm-hmm, okay.
0: Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure, pal. <laughs> yeah.
1: Sure. Uh, a lot of people love New York who don't want to live there and who don't want to play for the Yankees. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh
0: huh. Uh huh. But no, I um uh, I absolutely agree with you. That's a lot to give up for one year, especially when that one year is it very well could be it. I mean, I mean, Irby. Yeah, it's the Yankees and the and the the Yankees almost lost Aaron Judge to the arson Giants last year.
1: It is the one year anniversary of that, by the way. Yeah, let's year. Say one, one year anniversary. anniversary of arson Judge.
0: <laughs> so, so
1: if Yankees. this Soto deal falls apart, it's going to be freaking hilarious.
0: Yes, it will.
1: <laughs> but
0: I mean, this it, it's also like, like, for me that there, there's just a little bit. It's that Yankee arrogance that we really haven't seen much of since since the boss left us. Right, like it hasn't been the true Yankee <laughs> arrogance no no in terms of like signing we can sign whoever the hell we want I mean I don't know um
1: I talked trust me I, I live in New York that no that has not changed it okay has- then, then it's still the Yankee arrogance
0: right that okay well it's fine we can deal what's left of our farm system because we'll be able to sign him long term which very well may may happen very well might. But if it doesn't, you just you just finished off your farm. Your major league team didn't even make the playoffs last year. Juan Soto's, I don't think is going to move the needle that much to get you there. So maybe you want to keep hanging on to some of those pieces of your farm. If nothing else, Irby, to have something to trade at the deadline for things you need at the big league level. The idea that this roster is perfect is ludicrous.
2: Oh no, that's but but it that's they're left-handed hitters, so and they're outfielders, so it's gonna work, right? That's, <laughs> yeah, all the sure. logic in the world you need. They're left-handed hitters, and the outfielder. I love the whole New York thing we all were saying too about you know one photo loves and all this and like Trent there's a great point about what you know what happens if he doesn't like everything and I'm thinking the same thing like what we kind of were talking about earlier like what happens the first time that like a chair or a ball is thrown at his teammate Alex Verdugo and, What the crap, man! I don't want to be here. Like it's yeah, lot to give up. Yankees. I mean, yeah, sure. You've gone from uh, one outfielder to three outfielders, if everybody can stay healthy, um, and and two more left-handed. You know, bats. Great, awesome. This is this is this is good for the now. But how many times have we seen this in sports, especially baseball? That now, in in the meantime, you've given up a rotation. Now, not all of these players in these trades, these pitchers in these trades, were going to be starting pitching rotation, but the mere fact that I can say that is ridiculous. How much pitching you've given up, how much youth, how, much of the, how many resources in this farm you've given up, I don't love it at all because it positions yourself. You know, You we, we, position yourself now that this has to work. This team here has to work. Because you don't have the trade capability. You don't have the trade resources at the deadline to go add. You know, and I know we're joking about them trading away, but let's say that there is some success and, the, and that the, the the boppers can stay healthy, the, the pitching staff can, can stay healthy, things like that, they stay healthy. This is a Yankees team that's going to win more games than they lose. Absolutely. They're going to be in the conversation. The problem is, is that the vision is Toronto and Baltimore have got a stranglehold, so... Mm-hmm you have to hope that this team right here can beat what they are building and they're not done building okay baltimore i think took a step back today but whatever you know toronto's going to do something we don't know you you traded away so much so much re, so many resources sorry so many resources that trade deadline the options will be limited Unless you're going to give up something that you've never been able to, because you have your plan of guys in your farm system that, okay, these are the untouchables. Now they're touchable if you're going to make that trade to win now, and you're not ready to win now. So it, it, that's what I don't get is that you haven't done enough to win it now, and Juan Soto is a free agent. So it, 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 uh, it, this better work out. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm not optimistic, Samantha. I, am just, I'm just not. Like, I, 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 I understand why they're doing it, but I, I don't see it. I don't see it having the effect that they're expecting it to have. This doesn't immediately turn them back into AOE's favorites, like some of them think that it will. Like, I, I just don't see it. It's a hell of a gamble because you're giving up so much. It's a hell of a gamble, and. Forget about the long-term extension with, with Soto. It's not like it guarantees them a playoff spot in 2024 either. The American League is a very tough league. The American League East is the toughest division in the league. So I don't see it. I don't, I don't see where the, unless they're going to be doing other things, which, you know, you know they're, they're in on, on uh, Yamamoto. Of course they're in on that. But still,
1: <laughs> this isn't going to get them there. Oh, I agree. And, you know, we've talked in the past about how this is a poorly constructed team, and that's still true. They're just a poorly constructed team that now has an exceptionally good player added to it. So, like, are they going to be better at having one? So, of course they are. But, like, what are the odds that, like, you want to play the odds that everybody there stays healthy? Because we're not talking about, like, a season where all these guys who are normally very consistently healthy and can play the bulk of the regular season – just happen to have, like, freak injuries happen to them. You're I mean, talking about people who get hurt all the time, every single year, and now suddenly this is going to be the year where they don't get hurt? Like, why would that be true? Like, it's, it won't be. Like, what happened to them last year was not catastrophic bad luck. It was how this team goes. Mm-hmm. So I don't think there's any assuming or, or even hoping the teams can stay healthy because the, the chances of that are, are very, very poor. And as you've pointed out, you know, like, the American League is, very tough, and their own division. I mean, I, I guess you can you can play the game of if they're healthy, are they as good as Toronto and Baltimore? Yeah, but are they going to be healthy? Doubt it. And they have fired all their bullets, so you better continue to spend in free agency because you're going to have a really hard time with trade deadlines. it's going to be difficult to acquire anything when you've sold your farm especially because the one of the <laughs> best things that you can deal at a trade deadline for a seller is pitching prospects right and you don't have any more of those anymore like do they even have any are there any pitchers left in the yankees farm system i'm kind of kidding um but and, and, oh, oh, let's point this out, too. You gave some of them to a division rival who's not that far from being competitive again. I'll throw that out there, too. Like, it seems insane to me. But I just, I don't know. I, it just feels like typical, like, Yankee short-sightedness. Like this, oh, if everything works perfectly, it'll go great. And it's like, yeah, and when is that ever happen, base? <laughs> yeah, if everything works perfectly, sure. Good luck with that. Okay. And that's a huge if. Like, it's it, it, that's what's crazy.
2: Yes, the talent is there that if everybody stays healthy and if this works out, sure, you're going to be competing. But that is that is a heck of an if. but hey, cool, whatever. Do you?
0: Well, <laughs> this trade could absolutely still fall apart. So, uh, of course, who knows? Nobody knows. I'm starting to think we're going to gonna get Otani's decision before we get the Soto deal figured out. But either way, <laughs> that's where we're at, Samantha. Any last words on this
1: or the winter meetings as a whole? Uh, it was a flop. Honestly, it was a flop, right? Winter meetings, I'm kind of a bummer. We didn't, we didn't expect Otani, but we did think we were going to see some, like, you know, B-grade free agents signed and perhaps more than one trade. So disappointing <laughs> winter meetings, kind of a bummer. Like let's let's get the let's get the hot stove going, huh? Let's get some of this stuff going because I, I feel like we deserve that. It's a long off season, and I am sad and bored. Um, so let's, let's get it going. Come on, Otani. Man,
0: well, okay, okay. Ready? I'm gonna I'm to make you feel better, okay? Because Otani is is rumored to to yeah yeah going to sign by the end of the
1: weekend. Right, so, so right. Right. according to who? Uh, uh well if you say if you say John Morosi, Bob Nightingale, or any of these No.
0: I actually don't know who started this rumor, but that is the rumor that's 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 the most popular. <laughs> I don't know who started it, but they're all saying it. Right. So let, let's just say that, that whatever it happens though. I think you're going to have a like a like a furious day that's very similar to NFL's legal tampering period. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think that's mm-hmm. what's going. To, you're going to have just this flood of signings <laughs> and trades right after Otani signs because because he is he is the cork in the bottle. Yep, I agree. You know, and I I, I think what what fueled one of the more Lackluster. and That's being nice. Winter meetings that we've ever seen was because it's Otani. Like it's not just the bigger fish. It's not just the big name on the on the market. It's Otani. Like it is a the, the, the once in a generation talent on the market. Right. I think just the level of 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 Otani is the reason why things are so st- stagnant right now in the high yeah. stuff. Yeah, you know, and but and I, I'm actually kind of curious to see how fast everything moves once he signs. I'm very curious about that. Like you might you might even start to see it with the with the with the first reactions of oh 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 he's close with so and so, right? He's he you know, the final final negotiations between Natani and the Dodgers before it's even official. You're going to start seeing all this other movement. I think.
1: Oh, sure, or if we do see somebody sign before him and they go to a place like Toronto, then we have our answer. We know who was out of the sweet stakes, right? right? Even if we don't know who won sure. it, we know who's out. Yeah. So if we see a pivot like that, that'll be interesting too. We'll be able to start eliminating contenders. So that's also a possibility. So yeah, yeah I think you're right. Yeah. All
0: right, Irby, how about you? Any thoughts? Anything else
2: you want to add here? I uh, No, I'll just, I'm with you guys ready to get this thing going. You know, we, we saw that. I, in the past I mean the the, the Simeon Seeger got done a whole lot you know two weeks before the winter meeting so we we're hopeful we didn't get anything. Um, you know we've got kind of makes sense that it ends on a dinner before looking at medicals type of trade. so whatever it's over. let's start let's start this this hot stove up because uh, Christmas breaks coming up and everybody all baseball fans like new toys. Ooh. All right. Well,
0: I think I, I think just in general, I'm ready to put the close the book on a really boring winter meeting. It was. It was just, <laughs> that does not mean we have to come up with some really ridiculous rules to force players to sign. Okay, let's just get rid of that nonsense while we're at it. It's just a. It was just a. <laughs> Bummer of a winter meetings. We'll get them back next year. All right. Wherever you're listening to us at, give us a like on the show. Subscribe to the show. That would help. Help us out with that, with that algorithm. But for now, we're out of here. Until next week. Hmm. Well, the NFL's going. I don't recommend the in-season tournament for the NBA. Just watch... Sports in general, it might be good for you.